uh, what did everybody what did everybody pour for themselves? Uh, tequila for me. Ooh. I was I almost went tequila. Uh, ended up going uh, bullet. Bullet. Okay. Because all uh, I had was like a, the half gallon of Maker's Mark, and I didn't. It was just too heavy. It seemed like a lot. Of yeah. <laughs> you just you didn't want to get your muscles all nah. worn out. It's too late. Limited to twelve ounce curls. I can't be lifting half gallons. Really. <laughs> so we got uh, tequila, Jameson, and Bullet, or as I like to call it, Boulet. Boulet, like Michael. We're very international here. It's we nice. are uh, with Duarte and his Boulet. Duarte. I'm all about fake French things. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Wee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 5 for Niner. Coming to you from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, I'm your host this week, Jason Triplett. This show, we're going to discuss why the Pacers are better than you thought they were, give you an important stat, and tackle an undegoogleable. Joining me to do all of this are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from Asheville, North Carolina, full of sour beer, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, it's John Colson. My tummy is so full of sour. <laughs> what is up, Undebeatables? What is up, Pacer Nation? I got to go to bed soon just because my tummy will stop. Um, but I did want to shout out A-Track, um, Quist Duarte, mm. our rookie, um, who started out the first two weeks just on fire, looked like he was going to be rookie of the year, still might be. But what I really appreciated about him is that this last week, as we started to win, just fit in you know he's averaging 15 13 points just doing all the little things and um this guy in my mind even if he's not going to put up the stats not going to put up the big numbers all season eight track is my rookie of the year Mm. all right right. shout out shout out and from boise idaho out west our enforcer john harper what's going on fellas I think if, uh, if if Stern announces 8-Track wins the, the Rookie of the Year, I don't think he'll stand up. I'm concerned that he's going to be confused. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Who's that? <laughs> uh, I want to shout out uh, my son this week. Mm. Uh, shout he's going to be celebrating his first birthday yeah. on Saturday. So uh, shout out to him. Good job, little dude. First birthday? first i know it feels first like it's birthday? been 10 years isn't he like isn't he like eating solid foods and like walking around and telling you what to do 
I thought Pretty he much, got yeah. his PhD. This year. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. He's really good at the putting the rings on that uh, little pole or whatever. But a PhD, that does not work. <laughs> Maybe it does. Shout out. Uh, before we start the show, just want to remind you that you can support us every time you shop at Amazon. It doesn't cost you any extra. Just follow the link in the show notes or go to the undebeatables.com slash Amazon. You can also join our Patreon crew if you go to patreon.com slash undebeatables. Uh, join us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, it really helps us uh, get the equipment we need. Uh, make sure that Colson has enough sour beers to do his job. <laughs> and uh, if you want to make the show super excellent, you can join at even higher levels, 5 and $10, and we'll kick you a koozie and uh, behind-the-scenes grammatical action on Slack. <laughs> uh, all right, this week, uh, Colson, we're going to do a rare thing. Joey's not here, so the rules are out of the, just flying off the shelves every week. We're going to start with the stat of the week, and it's your stat. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Okay, I knew that I was in charge of the side of the week, but like, I, have we ever started with the side of the week? I don't think so, and I don't care. It's <laughs> caution to the I, wind. I'm running the <laughs> ship. Caution to the wind. I think we did do this once. I did feel we? like we did. Too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know what? Um, Joey is still on uh, his uh, paternity leave, and uh, apparently, we're just gonna run this show without him and just do just you know go bananas but here's what i would here's my stat of the week nilly throwing balls and no smoking signs (laughs) (laughs) and and getting on the plantain boat i think is what we're doing (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep joey stat of the week for it to be a stat i think i need to say a number is that correct is that how this works typically stat of the week has had numbers although it Sometimes emotions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes we have to ask what the number is. Uh, but mm-hmm, this this mm-hmm. this week the number is thirty five. Mm-hmm. Um, and that number is um, where the golden god Damjan Rujesh sits on my top twenty five Pacers all time list. Hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. He is also 35 years old, so I think 35 is you know we double that okay. up. Um, so I have so a fl- 70. I have a fluid list. <laughs> uh, the Golden God at one point was in the top 25, um, and then he's now currently sitting at 35. But that's there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. It's a fluid list. He might someday end up at 15. You never know. Um, but he is now currently retiring. Um, and what we do on this show um, is that when one of the Pacers that are in the top 25 list at some point uh, retires, uh, we we take a shot for them. Um, and so I have forced all of you to go find liquor in your cabinets. Um, mm-hmm. And we are going to toast to Damjan Rudej, the golden god. Cheers to you, Dan. Cheers. You know, and for those Pacer fans that um, may not remember the Golden God, he played one season with the Pacers. Not blonde. In 2014-15. <laughs> uh, 
played 68 games that season, 15 minutes a night, <laughs> poured in 4.8 points. Woo! Scorching. And basically nothing else. And, uh, yeah. Why was he the Golden God again? Because he had, like, one game yeah, that he just You and I were in attendance at the Orlando game when he went oh, bananas, right. and I think he hit that's the right. game winner. And we'd that. also had a couple beers at the stadium. A couple sour beers. And, uh, they were probably um, Golden Ales. Yeah. Probably. And we declared on our, uh, on our way leaving the stadium that he was a Golden God. <laughs> um, I believe in reference to uh, what's the... Um, the classic almost famous almost famous yeah. yeah i'm a golden god um so um and i and i think that's one of the best nicknames we've ever had which helps him and that's why he was in the top 25 at the end of that night um that was the as briefly as he was there but like i said currently at 35 it's a good number 35 is the side of the week we love you, Golden yeah. God. And really, anything above 25, no one's investigating. So it's a very safe number. It is a safe That's number. Right. I also do want to mention that when he tweeted out his retirement, he also tweeted out himself in a Pacer jersey. So mm. shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Extra credit. I think I think he might have led rookies in three-point percentage his, his rookie year. He might have. He shot like forty yeah. percent. He was ahead of his time. He was a golden <laughs> god, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, this week uh, now everybody's had a been... shot, so this is going to get interesting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the the Pacers ship has um, started moving in the right direction. We'd say the last week or so. I uh, had a couple quality wins. We really feel like uh, Carlisle's is taking the reins and putting his imprint on this team. And uh, Colson, as our resident uh, stat nerd, everything quantitative runs through Colson. Um, it sounds like you have been doing some digging and uh, seems like the Pacers are good in some ways. Yeah, actually, we're way better than our record. Um, so um, if you look at our advanced stats... Um, one of the things that you want to do when you're looking at um, future performance in a season or a playoff performance is you want to look at net ratings. So that's your offensive rating and your defensive rating. Um, subtract those things. So like how how many or yeah how many points do you score versus how many points do you keep the other team to, right? But but it's not just that; it's a rating anyway. A lot of math. The net rating of that <laughs> is is a number, and and that number tends to um, have tends to to show uh, future success in the season and a playoff success. So currently, just to let you know, the Golden State Warriors net rating right now is fourteen, um, which is leading the league. Uh, number two is the Miami Heat with seven, um, but. We are the last team with a positive net rating at .2, which isn't great, but is it is better. If you look, we are not the 17th best team in the league. Um, we're currently lower than that. So that's a good sign. Um, more, more important than that, though, um, we are currently the sixth team in offensive rating in the NBA, um, which is... Um, 
you know, if that continues. Really? Yeah, hmm. sixth team in offensive rating. Um, we are 22nd in defensive rating, which is why our overall net rating is 17. But I think we all have seen over the last four to five games our defense getting better. Yeah, um, this it's also is, why this, our record is what it is. <laughs> right, but this number is going to continue to go up. Yeah. Um, because of where it is now, it's already higher than it was. I can pretty much Gary. Like I don't have the time machine stat thing in front of me, but I'm a hundred percent sure that we were much worse than that a week ago. Oh my goodness! I mean, you think about um, you know those first two games that we were like two score, we we're giving up 130 ga- points a game or whatever. That's changed dramatically over the last couple weeks. Um, also, interestingly enough, um, if you start um, doing our net rating. Which again, I told you is 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 sort of uh, helpful to understand your future success and your playoff success. Um, so we're tenth in the East um, in net rating, um, and that is better than we currently our record is. What, what what's our record right now in the East? So what are we a spot? We're twelfth. We're twelfth. We're twelfth in okay. the East. So so the the numbers as far as net rating suggests that we're closer to tenth. So we're more likely to be in the play in game than to be outside of the play in game based on this net rating. Um, also, uh, fun stat: um, assist percentage. We're fifteenth in the league. Um, offensive percentage. We are seventh in the league. Uh, offensive rebound percentage. I'm sorry, seventh in the league. Defensive rebound percentage, we are 15th in the league. We are 4th in the league in rebound percentage. What? Um, yeah. And, uh, that doesn't sound right. I know. F- New, uh, this newfangled... Uh... Yeah. Effective field goal percentage, we are 4th in the NBA. Um, we are also... We are 25th in the league in turnover percentage. Um, and that's been part of our problem. True shooting percentage, we're 6th. So... I guess what I'm saying is everything I just said to you is 15 or higher. Every stat I just gave you is 15 or higher outside of um, turnover percentage. And defensive rating. And defensive rating, which I believe is skyrocketing based on the way we've played in the last week. So, okay. so my point is what, what our schedule has suggested. Like, if you look at... if. Okay, it's very easy to say if we'd won one of our first two games or won one of the um, Toronto games or whatever. Like, there's there's games that we could have won that puts us in currently in the playoff positioning right now as a team. We could be seven and seven or eight and six instead of six and eight. Right? It's not that hard to imagine those things happen. We've been in a ton of close games, but. Anybody, any team can always say that. What I'm saying is that the the numbers are starting to bear that out. Like we are an elite offensive team. If you're in the top five in offense, you're elite, right? Um, I think our defensive rating by the end of the season is going to be in the top half of the way that we're progressing. Um, I think this team is better than our um, actual record. Um, I think we should probably be based on our ability, probably eight and six, and that puts us in, you know, in the solidly in the playoffs. Sure, I mean almost every team in the league, even at this point in the season, has games that they want back, right? I mean that that's something that's going to happen over the course of a long season. You know who wants things back? 
the Sixers <laughs> and the Jazz, who we just beat. They want both games back. Well, but I they're also like, want oh, we Denver should beat back, the Pacers. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, right. there's games out there that we left that we could have won. I mean, we lost the first couple, you know, against beatable teams early in the season. But, you know, for us, that's growing pains, right? Like, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, this is a new group of guys. It's in a very fundamental way, you know, new leadership uh, as far as the staffing goes. So, how long it takes for that to come together is a real crapshoot. Did I think we would have the record that we had, you know, fall into one and six early? No. I thought that we would be able to play 500 ball while we figured it out. But if we can kind of keep together the level of basketball that we're at right now for an extended period of time, I mean, that turnaround is going to be very memorable. I mean, we looked bad. <laughs> bad. Very bad. Mm-hmm. And now we look really good. And even in the games that we are losing against Western Conference opponents, we're like, bad, you know? Could have, should have, would have. I mean, this this is a real good team. This team is better than you think it is, and it's going to start winning more games than you think they should. And we talked before the season about how hard this opening of this season was and how difficult this was going to be. And I think we're exactly maybe where we should be. I don't want to be the wet blanket guy or whatever, but, like, we're slightly better <laughs> than our record is, I would say. Like, I don't, I don't think that any of the statistics that you've thrown at me is like, whoa, we should be, you know. How are we not 14 the, and 0? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like I agree. We're doing things slightly better. We're learning how to win. Um, we're playing slightly better defense than we were the first two weeks I mean, I or whatever. Argue. Much better. way better. Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. We're doing <laughs> significantly we're playing much better. better um, and the fact, I mean, the the really interesting fact is like, like you said, like that we're what was it, top five and um, offensive rating yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like that's really, really impressive. Yeah. Like once you start getting into the the top, you know, what is that, sixth, fifth, or sixth of the league or whatever. Now you're really like. Uh, distinguishing yourself from the rest of the league, right? When you're in the middle of the pack, like if you look at some of these numbers, like the difference between a team that is 11th and a team that is 19th is like usually not that big of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like, like I think it's good, but I I still don't see that our ceiling (laughs) is like way greater. Like I think, you know, the, the scenario you, you just laid out is I think our best, our ceiling is still like sort of fighting for six seed, right? To to avoid the play in, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah, but right now we're like twelfth in the East, right? So like, well, sure, yeah, but so it's it's I, November, right? We've so what I'm saying is, I like, do like I, I just don't want the fans to look at this our record and go, this is a lost cause because you can look at these numbers and say we're doing something special here offensively, and 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 what. Carlisle is drawing up like on a game to game basis is really fun to watch. Um, in fact, uh, you know, uh, Carlisle actually gave a bunch of shout out to uh, Lloyd Pierce in that Utah game. He was like, yeah, he drew up the entire offensive game and we dominated them, you know, um, offensively. And I, I just, I really appreciate what we're doing here, but we're progressively getting better defense because Carlisle teams tend to be 
you know, um, defensive teams. So I think we're going to get somewhere special, which mm-hmm. gets us to a sixth seed or or a fifth seed. And 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 I'm just saying that like, I don't want to look at our schedule right now and start panicking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I we are night in and night out a competitive team, so there's mm-hmm. no reason to panic. At We've all. been not blown out really at all. I mean, maybe the Milwaukee game. I, look, everybody over the course of the season is going to lay some stinkers, but if you look at the Carlisle project this season and think about what he's trying to work with and where he's trying to get to, I mean, what has happened so far makes a lot of sense, right? And right now, with us getting a bunch of contribution up and down the lineup this early in the season, I think is a really positive thing to build on, right? Rick Carlisle knows that we don't have Brooklyn's lineup. We just, we don't got that. We're never going to have that. We're going to have to beat guys with depth and intelligence and fortitude and not talent, right? And so Mm -hmm. building up the team as he's done is super important. Solving the rebounding problem. Like, look, it's early days. He did it. He did it. Uh, It's early days. But to look at the games that we've had over the last couple of weeks on the glass compared to anything that, that we've been last tortured year. with over the past decade is like <laughs> decade, pretty great. Not just last year, year but for the last decade. No, 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 no. <laughs> it really feels awesome to actually out-rebound a team and like to go with force. And like a good rebounding team and win because you did. And because, and, and I mean, you know, like, you know, a Miles Turner who, you know, has given us six a game forever is now given us eight or 10 a game. Uh, that, that stuff matters. I, I think that, you know, the concern right now is that we're just careless with the ball, but that's something that we can be tightened up. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's certainly room for improvement, but it's also not like a glaring wart. I think, you know, over the course of the season, Rick Carlisle is going to ask these guys to do a lot of different things. And, when you do that as a coach, turnovers is a risk that you're playing with, right? You're asking guys to play one night slow, one night fast, one night, you know, you're asking a lot out of these guys and, can you know, that'll happen. But you have to be okay with that, right? Um, you have to You have to invest in learning how to play these different styles of ball so that you can game plan the way that you want to as a coach in the postseason, right? Well, and so, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you remember that, like, uh, you know, Nate McMillan, those teams, they didn't turn the ball over at all because he didn't ask us to do different things. We did the same try. thing yeah, they had, every they night. They had one offensive set. <laughs> yep, one offensive set, and they did the same thing every night, and they were very effective at it, but you know what? They always I mean, got they out-rebounded. they were kind of effective at it. I mean, we made the playoffs every year, but, like, we also always got out-rebounded, and, but we never turned the ball over. And this is more experimental. I really do feel like Carlisle is trying to he's, – he's, he's putting giving guys different minutes. He's, giving, he's trying to figure out what the best lineups are, and he's willing to lose games to figure out what's going to work. And that is not anything that McMillan was ever willing to do. True. And we'll, we'll see if the, the fruits mm-hmm. bear out, right? Like, I mean, it's somewhat a, a dangerous game that you play. If your ceiling is six and your floor is twelve, like <laughs> your margin for error is uh, not that high, yeah. right? So, you know, you could easily see, you know, 
three or four more of the you know the charlotte and uh <laughs> whatever the other game was that we threw away at the beginning washington. of the season the washington game the that we unbeatable the washington of the wizards incidentally yeah who it turns out the wizards uh led by usador the gray <laughs> no usador the blue yeah, killing it this year um Shout out. But yeah, you could you could see us dropping like three more games or whatever, and then we're on the outside looking into the plan, right? Mm. Even you know, and yeah, and- but I, I honestly believe that I think we're gonna get better each game. Like I I am I'm I think it's more likely that we're gonna be fighting for that four seed. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I think our ceiling is our ceiling is definitely higher than six. Yeah. Like, with the Knicks not looking like any kind of juggernaut, and frankly, a team that we should be able to beat on, I I don't know if talent's the right word, but our operation should beat their operation, (laughs) right? Right. Yeah. Also, Cleveland's ahead of us. I feel like that's a team we should be able to beat. Um, Oh, really? Tell me more. I rooted. I I, I think in our, our, uh, you know, preseason thing, I, I, I picked the over. I think that was one of my big overs, but uh, I think still we're better than them. Uh, the Wizards is a team I also picked as the over. Um, I don't think they're going to sustain. I did not give the Wiz much of a chance this year. I'm I don't not, think I they're going to sustain Excel the spreadsheet at the end of the year. I don't think <laughs> they're going to sustain the top uh, team in the league. Welcome, welcome, your new overlords. Oh well, top team in the league. I don't think they're. Gonna, I don't think they're going to say top team in the league. That's a playoff team. Oh, they're definitely. They're, we a talked about team. this in our preview. They're full. Of, it's professional basketball no, players. And I team. said that same thing, but I didn't expect them to be a number one seed. Like I expect and Bradley Beal hasn't even really started playing basketball yet. Like I mean, he's, you know, what 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 was working the, his way into shape? What was the over under on that that we? I definitely picked the over. I think the over under was in the. 30s right. somewhere mm. high 30s something like that uh yeah yeah you know but there's also like atlanta i think is below us yeah right now. atlanta might be below us yeah. and they're probably better than we are uh milwaukee hasn't even started playing basketball yet like um right, it's early in the season and and i will say that i am totally comfortable with trying things out in october and november and december and and dropping some games now if in the long run i want us to be playing our best ball in you know february yeah. march and april right like and i think that if if all of this is leading to that i am a hundred percent on board and uh yeah and in fact like i i totally agree with you i think that the the the, the way in which we're playing in the way in which we're winning these ball games is much more sustainable and allows for potentially better playoff success should we make the playoffs than you know the nate mcmillan like let's just get in your jersey for 48 minutes and run a boring offense and play games in the 90s right which i mean you know led to one of you know one of our favorites or at least one of my favorite seasons of all time you know uh uh, when we took the you know, Cavs to seven games in the first round with sure. Oladipo and Bojan and all that stuff. Like, like I, that was a flipping magical season. It was, and and I yeah. and I give uh, you know uh, Oladipo and and Bojan and uh, um, Nate, you know, Nate a lot of credit. Oh, and those guys are all no longer with us and all doing other things, some more impressive than others. 
But it was a weird <laughs> confluence of things that put us in that spot, right? I think like, it was, was Corey Joseph crazy. was the confluence. I think Corey yeah. Joseph is is the main reason that worked. <laughs> Just think if we had eight track. I think yeah, I think Corey yeah, Joseph rate. is in my. I think he's like twenty seven. We'll have to go back and look at the numbers. It's a fluid mm-hmm. list. Yeah, I mean, we, so we could go back and look at it, but it would have no relevance to today anyway. So why, why bother? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, but it's fun. Can we create a a website, a, a time machine website, oh, where we can go back oh. and look at Colson's <laughs> top twenty five? On any given day in history. Oh, so oh I don't know God, about that. I was going to say I could make the fluid. We can make the active fluid list on our website, but I can't. I can't go back and. Oh, time. oh, can we? Oh, I think Joey can. Make this <laughs> I think. Oh yeah, he didn't have like a baby or anything. It'll be fun. <laughs> he needs side projects. You gotta, you know, you gotta keep. You gotta keep, keep busy. Your brain limber. There's yeah. There's yeah. times when the baby's asleep and. <laughs> Are there? I don't know. <laughs> There's a few. I don't know how okay. babies work. There's this myth that babies sleep 16 hours a day, but yeah, I did not experience that. I, I've never talked to a parent that has that that baby. <laughs> they say dogs sleep 16 hours a day, too. I, I can't. I haven't figured that out either. That is true. I would totally believe that. Yeah. They're killing me. That's all I'm saying. Also, I'd like to say that maybe I'm becoming a dog person. Is that okay? I don't know. I've been a rabbit person before. Yeah, dogs are objectively better than other animals. So yeah, rabbits absolutely. are really welcome cool. to the good side. <laughs> <laughs> rabbits are fine, but they're unorthodox. They're not in the feline canine debate. Right. Oh, I'm not trying to fight you about cats and dogs. Dogs are better unless they're fighting me. Because I can beat up I mean, a cat. I mean, can one define themselves as a rabbit guy? Like, I think I'm, I'm a rabbit I'm, guy. I'm more of a rabbit. I think guy. I'm a rabbit guy. I think I just, rabbits are just there. Came by naturally, like just a, born and raised a rabbit guy. I mean, obviously. Right. Um, I think my tender, my tender, my tender, <laughs> my tender profile is uh, mildly charming, homeless, uh, jobless, uh, passable at sex, rabbit guy. I think this is going to work, right? I think. What happens work. when you swipe northwest? time of the week where we get to put our collective brains together 
and solve a problem that one of us is having <laughs> or answer a question maybe that one of us is having. Colson, you this week uh, have an undergoogle for us. Is that correct? I've got <clears throat> I, I constantly have problems. Um, thanks for setting <laughs> me up that way. You and me both, brother. Oh, are we doing under Google Bulls? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to. You said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. So I went to my friend um, and I said, uh, how many uh, homeless people do you see a day? And he said, zero. And I said, my over-under is like eight and a half. Okay. And he said, what's okay. the half? I said, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I was setting a betting line, but it was, but what's, I don't know what half a hobo is. Oh, wait. So that's the question. <laughs> Where did we get the term hobo? What does that come from? Is it short for something? Um, am I allowed to say it anymore? Because I'm not allowed to say bum. I'm not allowed to say, uh, um, you know, um, most things, apparently. Um, this is this is why the liberals eat themselves alive. But hey, um, it is a person experiencing homelessness having a fight instead of a bum fight, um, and a hobo is somebody who is from Hoboken. I don't know. Hey, look, man, you talking about liberals this way is making me re- feel really uncomfortable. Uh, if I could just get you to walk that back a little bit. Um. <laughs> So, no, I'd, I'd like to know, like, where do we come up with this term? Is it a shortening for something? I have no idea. Sure, yeah. I mean, so, hobo, to me, it seems much more old-timey than, uh, like, it's not a term that we use in the regular parlance these days, right? Um, and my immediate uh, sort of impression is it's associated with trains, like people hopping trains and and either getting out of Dodge or trying to get back to someplace. It can imply uh, homeless, but that's not the f- primary thing. Right, exactly, yeah. It's like somebody that is almost like a stowaway, but on trains. And like, Do they have uh, all of their possessions in a uh, sack on a pole? There's a name. Yeah, for so that. that is the that is the artist uh, rendition. Yeah, what is that thing called? I forget. Do you know? I ah, don't. I want to Google it so bad, but I'm not you allowed. You can't Google yeah, it till it's over. I'm not allowed. It's under Google. Yeah, like the sack. It, it's not even a sack on a stick. It's like you have your stuff in a bandana it's a and you tie it around a stick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah exactly. <laughs> oh man. What is that thing called? Uh, anyway, um, hobo. I don't know. Hobo seems like a term that is a shortening. Right. Of this else. is my question. I feel like it's a shortening of something. Which, and, and, and homeward bound. Home. Homeward and, bound. I, I mean, yeah. potentially hobo can makes it? just as much sense for me. Uh, yeah, hobo can makes just as much sense. Yeah. Homeward uh, bound I, is actually. Well, I think we've already figured it out. I don't know if we have at all. They got on a train because they're homeward bound. But why would they have a home if they're a hobo? Well, again, I don't think that homelessness is the defining characteristic characteristic of a hobo. I think it's secondary. I think okay. that 
being on the rails and like maybe going from job to job or like right trying trying to seek out opportunity yep. is like the primary thing yep. okay um, I mean, I, I think of this as like, yeah, very like depression era mm -hmm. nomenclature. I'm curious whether it was something. Sure, yeah, 20s, 30s. My question is whether it was something that, you know, you, you said it's something that, you know, when did we start saying this? Well, did we or they, right? Or mm -hmm. who decided mm. that this was the term, right? Was it. You know, the people who were actually living this lifestyle, or is it like, you know, the people trying to outlaw? It? <laughs> well, I mean, I yeah, think what we've exactly. learned yeah. over the era is that someone usually puts a name on someone in a derogatory way, and then the, that group tends to reclaim it. Reclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would assume that, me. yeah, I would assume that the, this group reclaimed it and is fine with hobo as a term. Um, but I don't know. But that's my guess. It's a solid guess. I, am I making this up, or is there is there a connection between hobos and clowns? Like, is that a thing? That a hobo the or? clown is definitely a thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not hobo the clown. It's Bobo the clown, Bilbo the clown, uh, ho 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 the clown. Okay. Ha ha the clown. Let me well, say all the things I mean, that are like Hobo the Clown. I don't think Hobo the Clown like, is a thing. Could it be something that like derived or came out of like the circus culture? Like sure. is that a carny? Um yeah, like going from town to town and yeah, carnies are never they're like sort of transients uh by nature and then like a subset of them are I don't know, try to make it legit <laughs> whatever, instead of working for their circuses or something and they go from town to town washing dishes or something <laughs> well I mean, so when's the when's the uh circus moving around it's that's that's a uh, turn of the century right it's early 18 or late 1800s yeah late 1800s i mean yeah, barnum and bailey 1800s. was like 60s yeah. or 70s wasn't it like, right 1860s. but i mean there were traveling shows like going back yeah. to you know medieval Europe probably right. Oh yeah, like, but did we talk about them as hobos? Also, no, no, no. I think I think hobo is a strictly American. I think hobos as having like a knife <laughs> <laughs> from like hobo fights. Yeah, and like not. I, I, okay, I think I I mean, homeward I, homeward bound is a really good shortening I, of it. I, I definitely like that, like that very much. But like, what's our era though? You're saying twenty. If, the if 20s? they made it, I think it's. If this is yeah. a group that coined their own denim, that is a great thing. I just, I suspect like Colson that probably someone else named it and they got reclaimed later. Right. So it's probably something. It's that probably has to really do with like mean. Trains or is mean or something. It's probably mean, yeah. and they reclaimed it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're thinking it's a a depression era thing that. Um, was a derogatory term used to describe these people that were either coming in and sound and stealing jobs or yeah, super high taking away correlation resources with or, trains. Okay. Yeah, very high correlation with trains. Yeah. That's the only thing we got. Uh, according to vocabulary.com, let's see. The end of the 19th century brought the start of the word hobo in the Western United States. No one is certain where the word came from. Although there are a couple of educated guesses. One possible origin is the English word hawbuck, which means 
country bumpkin, while another is the common working man's greeting or call during the building of the railroads in the West, Hoboy. Oh, you're a hoboy. Here is Wikipedia's first paragraph. A hobo is a mm. migrant worker in northwestern parts of the United States. Train tracks. Mm. The term originated in the western, probably northwestern U.S. around 1890. Hobos, tramps, and bums are generally regarded as related but distinct. <laughs> and here's the kicker. This is on mm. wiki, I swear. A hobo travels and is willing to work. And a tramp travels, but avoids work if possible. And a bum neither travels nor works. Oh, <laughs> wow. So that's that. Duh. Tramps and hobos are commonly lumped together, but their own uh, sight, they say, are sharply differentiated. A hobo or bow is simply a migratory laborer. He may take some longish holidays, but sooner <laughs> or later returns to work. Nice, nice. Dude, Jason, here we go, buddy. Bill Bryson suggests in Made in America, written in 1998, that the term itself uh, could have either come from the railroad greeting, hey, Bo, B-E-A-U, or the syllabic abbreviation of Homeward Bound. Wow. Ah, way to win. Nice. For the win. According to H.L. Mencken, though, it could also have come from Homeless Boy yep. or Homeless Boat. Maybe potentially. So. <laughs> the, but what I've got is this. This is that we know that the tramp comes from the German trampine, also the same derivation of trample, um, which is to walk with heavy steps. Um, and that the bum is also from the German, uh, from bumlen. From stroll or wanderer, so so tramp and bum come from German, and hobo comes from English. It sounds like okay. The uh, collection of belongings wrapped in cloth and tied mm. around a stick, the bindle, the bindle, bindle, the old bindle. This is interesting. So the estimate that I'm looking at here. Like 20,000 people were living the hobo life in North America. For how pervasive a trope it is, that seems like a wildly small number by today's standards. It's a very small yeah, number. right? But, I, I mean, I guess they got around so much that they interacted with so many people, maybe, right? Since they're, like, constantly on the move and constantly, like engaging and trying to get work like that they legitimately had like their own language there was like this a crazy symbology that they had yeah yeah like leave on fence so, posts and stuff yeah exactly so i'm looking at a few of these so a triangle with hands uh signifying the homeowner has a gun a horizontal zigzag signifying a barking dog Circle with two parallel arrows, meaning get out fast, (laughs) as hobos are not welcome in the area. Uh, And a cat, signifying that a kind lady lives here. Uh All right, well, I don't know if we completely answered your question, Colson, but... No, um, one of the things I'm seeing on the internet is, is hobo offensive? And it looks like the internet is kind of deciding that it's not. No. Which, I mean, which, 
even according to Wikipedia, like they differentiate themselves from people who are, like they're trying. That's the game. Yeah, exactly. They're not tramps. They're not yeah destitutes. They're they're they have an ethical code uh, that was created by Taurus Union Number Sixty Three, which is a hobo union. Nice. Created in the mid eighteen hundreds uh, during its eighteen eighty nine National Hobo Convention. What? Nice. Yes. Uh, number one, decide your own life. Don't let another person run or rule you. Okay, cool with that. Uh, number five, when no employment is available, make your own work by using your added talents and craft uh, crafts. Sure, yeah. Number seven, when jungling in town, respect handouts and do not wear them out. Okay. Another hobo will be coming along who will need them as badly, if not worse, than you. Oh, nice. Okay. Jungling must be a term for like uh, begging. I don't know. I don't begging. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Or like deploying some sort of uh, uh, trade to get money. Juggling Basking. Or, yeah, or playing a violin or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but don't. Just we definitely don't. established that part of the code is like always doing something, right? Right. Trying to make sure number fourteen. Help all runaway children and try to induce them to return home. I, I mean, that's wow. shouldn't have to be written down, but I'm, I guess I'm. I glad love the hobo did. code. Uh, yeah. Hobo code. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, give us some feedback on our hobo talk. If you're a hobo, reach out. Let us know what we got wrong. Uh, we are at Undebeatables on Twitter, Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. The Undebeatables.com. We have a contact form. Email us. Shout out at The Undebeatables.com. And uh, Colson, sing a song. Get us out of here. Yeah. For once and always, Coach uh, Bobby Sick Leonard and the architect Donnie Walsh and uh, Ethan, who's crying. Uh, <laughs> Turn off the lights. The party is over. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. This show, we're going to discuss why the paper... <laughs> this show, we're going to discuss why the Pacers are better than we thought they were. And give you... Uh, oh, my gosh. What did I write? Sorry, Colson. You're going to have to edit all What are you stuff. sorry about? I'm loving all of this. This is this is just podcast Even gold. More stats? Jameson. I haven't this even is all the... pre-shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Strap on. Strap on. <laughs> Let's start it over from the beginning, beginning. So you know how to go. Okay. <laughs> not that beginning. Okay. Too far. You've taken it too far, Harper. <laughs> <All right. laughs>